2 Peter chapter 1 is where we're going to be tonight. Don't stand tonight. I'll just read one verse here for a moment. Peter wrote, we, all, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. He said, pay attention. He said, and this is his, his picture for this, this point. He says, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Let me say a word of prayer uh, tonight before we look at a few thoughts together. Lord, thank you for this service tonight and the time that we could share. Lord, thank you for the spirit of Christmas uh, for this week. Lord, we look forward to time with family, with friends, with those that we love. Lord, we also are just grateful as we reflect on, on the gift of your life and the gift of your son. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have the spirit of Christmas and, and the kind of generosity and sacrifice and thoughtfulness that your son had in coming to the world and offering his life an atonement for our sin. And so speak to us for the few moments we share this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is the first day of winter. Um, it may have felt like it had been here for a little while, but today is actually actually official day, I, I suppose, on the, on the calendar. It's also the darkest day of the year, and perhaps one of the coldest, or maybe tomorrow will be that. The world isn't just dark and cold physically, though. We would know this. It's dark spiritually, too. But it's not just dark in our time frame. It's always been that way. Since sin entered into the world, sin brought with it darkness. And the Bible makes us clear to this, and I won't go into all the verses, but there are many. A few that stick out to me tonight would be Psalms 107, verse 10. The psalmist said, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death being bound in affliction. Isaiah 9, 2. He said, the people that walked in darkness. And then he said, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Matthew 4.16, no doubt, having the words of the Isaiah prophet in mind, wrote the people which sat in darkness. And in verse 19, Peter writes to us about the place in which we live, and he uses these words to define it. He says it's a dark place. Well, the question comes to my mind, how is the world dark? We understand the physical part of it. We understand the spiritual part of it, but how is it dark? Well, often darkness in the Bible refers to both evil and to ignorance. Because we are both, aren't we? we? We are both sinners, and oftentimes we are also ignorant. Uh, darkness would mean that the world is full of untold suffering, and it certainly is. At the time of Jesus' birth, when He came, the world was filled with violence. It was filled with injustice, abuse of power, homelessness, refugees fleeing oppression, families being ripped apart, and bottomless grief. Does any of those sound familiar tonight? In Isaiah 8, we find why the people were in darkness that they were in. Verse 19 of chapter 8, the verses that precede Isaiah using this metaphor. He says, and when they shall say unto you, and he's speaking about the leaders of the day, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter. Now that's pretty descriptive, isn't it? Hey, seek unto wizards. I say, I say, you want answers to life? You want to fix the predicament that you're in? Oh, well, you need to go to the magicians. You need to go to the wizards, those that peep and mutter. And Isaiah defines these people, and he says, there is no light in them, only darkness. If you want real answers, you have to go to people who have light. 
not that those who have darkness. And these people were consulting with mediums and magicians instead of God. In verse 21, it says, And they shall pass through it, hardly bestead and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. In other words, they're not going to get the help they need and the help that they're looking for. And they shall look into the earth and behold trouble. And then this word again, and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. What is happening here? Well, here are these people. They know the world's dark and they know they have problems, but they're looking to human resources for help. They're looking in all of the wrong places. They were looking to those who they perceived as experts for solutions. They knew the predicament they were in. They just thought we can overcome it. For some today, they would look to politics and the government to overcome the problems they face. Is America in a bad place? Well, it depends on your definition and what parts you're looking at, but some would say it is. And so some look to the government politics to solve that. Some look to the market. Some look to technology or other places. And yet, all of these places share the same assumption. Things are dark. But we believe we can end that darkness with intellect and innovation. We just need to figure it out. And the common belief is this. We have light within us. We have what we need. And so, since we are the ones with light, we are the ones who can dispel the darkness, like the wizards and like the magicians of Isaiah's day. If we would just work together, then we can overcome poverty, injustice, violence, and evil. We can make the world a place of unity and peace. But can we? Can we do that? See, we are in darkness, and the Bible teaches us this. We have no light in and of ourselves for the simple reason that we are not God. He is light. He's the source of light. And He is the light. But, and here's the good part tonight, we do have access to Him through the birth and continuing life of His Son that we celebrate this week, Jesus Christ. And it's a good thing the psalmist and Isaiah, Matthew, Peter, and other Bible writers didn't just write about darkness. Because if we were finished those verses tonight, they also write about the contrasting light that invades and ultimately will conquer the darkness. See, the rest of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 says, the people that walked in darkness, they're there, but they have seen a great light. And they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. There's a big difference between the people who, who lived in Isaiah's day and us today. And the difference is this. Isaiah was saying, everything's dark right now, but one day there will come a light. In the future, you will be able to see. One day there will be a Messiah. But we're on the other side of history now. We're on the part looking back and saying, He came. He's been here for a while. And we today don't have the promise of light. We have the light. We have the light of Christ. The people in Isaiah's day would not have even been able to dream of what we experience today. And Peter tonight tells us the world's dark. It was for them. It still is today. But you have a light that shines in a dark place. Again, the verse says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light. 
that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Jesus came to earth and we celebrate that moment. But there's coming a day and he promises this. I came once and I am coming again. And I am going to return once more. And the day that Peter is describing here and speaking about is the day that Jesus Christ is going to return. But he's not going to return as a baby. He's going to return as a king. And he's going to return in great power and in great glory. Yes, the world is dark. Yes, we have the light of Christ. But one day, the day is going to dawn. And the sun is going to break forth. And so while the people in Isaiah's day look forward to the light of the Messiah, we too look forward to another promise. And that promise is this. Not only will we have a light in the darkness, but the darkness will be 100% fully dispelled. And all we will have is light. And, the den, and then he says, the day star will arise in your heart. Day stars comes from the word phosphorus. Phosphorus means the light bringer, or what historians believe they would have been referring to as the planet Venus. People in the ancient world thought of Venus as the light bringer since it was the first thing to arrive just before dawn. Last week, I went on a hunting expedition with Jeremy Miller. And so we got up very early in the morning. I don't, I don't think the angels were awake yet at that hour. And so we got out of bed and, and, and we head to this hunting spot. And Jeremy takes me to this place I'd never been before. And we are hiking through woods and it is pitch black outside. And so um, he knows where he's going. I, I thought he did at least. And so I'm just as close as I can be to him walking through the woods in the darkness. And we finally get to this tree stand and we climb up and I can't see a thing. I don't know where the ground is. All I can do is just sit by Jeremy and wait for the sun to come up and hear him breathing. But as the minutes and hours ticked by, all of a sudden, day began to break forth. And the day star began to arise. And it turned into a glorious and a beautiful morning. And that's how our lives one day will be. Jesus is coming again. The morning star, Peter says, it will rise. And it's going to rise in your heart. And you're going to know it. And darkness and pain and suffering and evil and ignorance and all of these things will be dispelled forever and ever by the light of our precious Savior. So what are we to do until the day dawns on this world? What are we to do until Jesus comes back a second time? Well, Peter instructs us with this tonight. Take heed to the light of Jesus Christ, the beloved Son of God. We have all we need in this world. When all other lights go out, we still have the light of Jesus Christ. The psalmist said it this way, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a dark world. I don't know what to do. I don't always have the best attitude. I don't always have the wisdom for the circumstances that I'm facing. I don't always have the health that I want. Things aren't going to go your way this week. I promise you, something's going to go wrong. Someone's going to disappoint you. Your expectations won't be met. For our young people tonight, you may not get the gift that you really, really want. 
But I promise you this, you have Jesus Christ. You have all you need for the answers of this life. And the psalmist said, yes, the world is dark, but thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and it's a light unto my path.